about 4.05 right now on Wednesday, October 21st. Welcome to Eric Chase and the Fam. It's the podcast edition of the show. Uh, none of the fam is on today, but someone who's uh, who's just a little distant of the fam, but uh, I'm a big fan of her. She will be first up, Diana Patton. I want you to hear about Diana's Rise program. And she, like me, has not been able to engage with schools as we both usually do because of, you know, the obvious. So I want you to hear Diana and I want you to be infected by her positivity, her charisma, her enthusiasm, her uh, her energy as well. Diana is first up. And then it's been six months since we've spoken, but he's back on because of the pandemic. Eric Skajinski, he is the Lucas County Health Commissioner. And I, uh, I appreciate it, Eric, because he, uh, he ran with a fun question that I asked him when we last spoke to him on the morning show, on the morning reboot back in April or, or so. Um, and he sounded like a dude I just want to keep talking to, not just some talking head from the government. <clears throat> I asked Eric, I said, when this is all over, where do you want to go? And I was expecting, oh, I'd like to be on an island on a cruise. He said, I'd like to go to Gettysburg for the history. And I can hear in his answer, he was so excited to answer that question because it wasn't something COVID related. And it seemed like something that was really near and dear to his heart um, because I'm the same way. I'd love something Caribbean, but I too, I would also like to go to someplace historic like Gettysburg. So Eric will be on uh, first up, Diana. But first, quickly, I heard a song yesterday and I thought, I hope this hasn't been out for six months because I'm really bad for missing it. It's been out for a week. And when I first heard it, I was like, oh, it's Beyonce. We know, And you know that I think Beyonce is wonderful. She is A+. I just think she's a little overrated. I don't treat her like the god, goddess, that uh, many do. So, And I don't slam you for loving Beyonce, but let me play some of this for you. I'll be crazy for you. If I'm gonna be crazy, crazy for anything, I'll be crazy for you. If I'm gonna be crazy, crazy for anything, I'll be crazy. I highly encourage you listening to the uncensored version of Kelly Rowland, Crazy. So another part of what was Destiny's Child. And Kelly Rowland, obviously she's not had the career, solo career that Beyonce has, but Kelly Rowland has some really, really good solo tracks. She's done some big dance anthems. Floyd would know the the big one, uh, but Motivation with Lil Wayne, and I love that song. So I'm rooting for that to be a hit for Kelly Rowland. It will be a hit with you listening to my good... I want to... She's somebody I want to be my good friend. First up on the podcast today, Diana Pat. I can hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, this sounds so good. This is perfect. Does it? We're, oh gosh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, we're we're rolling. We're recording. Um, I've already. Okay. I'll do. Uh, I'm going to add the intro on. But how are you, Angel? Oh. Ah! That good? <laughs> Actually, it's good. It's good, man. It's good. Uh, no, I'm good. It's It's been a lot, brother. I mean, it's been a lot going on. But, you know, I am really trying to find my space and in the midst of the storm and just be calm. We can call you Diana Pandemic Patton now. <laughs> uh, yes, you let, can. Let me ask you. So, Rise Up, that's the name of your program, right? Yes, we have the RISE program that right, was rise. with schools, right? And the pandemic hit. Yeah. 
right? And I did not have a, a virtual offering. Yep. So I was kind of like, Yep. You know, so I started a, a thing called Educators on the Rise on Facebook, and it was just meant to encourage them to get through the school year. And then in the midst of all that, I created what's called the Pivot and Rise Mastermind to help professional women, um, you know, push past their challenges, adversities, to find their voice and advocate for themselves, others, and the causes they believe in. So I've, I've then took a, another another track because of wasn't sure what's going to happen with schools. Yeah. Right? And so um, I created this program, graduated some some folks, and um, getting ready to do another cohort starting in January. Let me uh, rewind here a, a second. I was wondering, and I'm sorry we haven't spoken a, a whole lot, and uh, when we tried to get together in the summer, I was having a weird eye thing. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I miss you dearly. I miss your, your uh, energy. I miss, I miss you your too. yoga. You're so lucky. You, you tell your husband every day that he's lucky he found you because not, I chase oh. you down so hard. Oh my God. He's like, uh, who? <laughs> I Fine. mean, you know, I am definitely, that's the one thing that's been constant is, you know, getting that yoga in, getting my daily practice in, making certain I'm keeping my head focused in my faith. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's been a good thing. So I, I hope your eyes are okay. Yeah, it, it was it was weird. I think it's like it was getting old stuff. I I, I don't know what it what it was. Um, so here was here was my path from all of this. Uh, when this got started, I was like, you know what, people people can't ask me to hang out anymore. I don't have to turn down social plans. People have to stay away from me. I'm like, this is not bad at all. I kind of <laughs> like this. That's funny. I think I told you about my, that, that I work with the Suicide Prevention Coalition, yes. my friend Jen Wakefield, yes. and I forget who I've connected with with who. I don't think I've connected you with all my friends, my, my Avengers of mental health, because you're so busy, but the, my malaise began to set in, I guess, in, in April or so. And it wasn't because I was lonely or bored like everybody else. It's that I was like, oh, my purposeful activities are gone because like you, we couldn't go into the schools and do our presentations. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we didn't develop anything. Um, the school year was about to end anyway, and, and we slowed down in the summertime, but nothing was going to happen because as you know, like the schools don't want any anybody outside of school coming to the schools, no programs, no nothing. So right. we've been slow, but I, I found my groove again. And um, just like everybody, I, I'm pretty good at adapting. But yeah, not being able to do the things that you and I do, go out and talk to people, encourage people, talk about the shit that we have going on in our life. Yeah. Um, it was a little empty for a while, but I'm, I'm back yeah. in a good spot. That's awesome. Yeah, I did my first presentation, face-to-face -face presentation uh, on Monday. And since since March, it was awesome. Yeah, it was at this. Um, it was at a, a, a small rural school called Eden, right on the Ohio Indiana border. And I was talking about how we can create beautiful days at Eden, and this was with the educators. And so, um, but I, you know, I was wondering if I, this would ever happen again, if I'd ever be able to go into schools and talk. Yeah. Um, but that was with the educators, and that went very very well. I had and oh, and it basically was just pouring into them talking to them about how they can um, understand their purpose and their why you know just get getting people excited about you know being doing the job that they do it's hard and how tiring 
And we have to realize how tiring this is for the educators. They gotta wear masks all day, right? They've got to have some kids who are online, some kids are in person. It, you know, was really, it's really hard for them. So that's my superpower is helping, and then we were talking about superpowers, but just helping them understand their voice, helping them understand their purpose and their why, and getting into some daily practices to help them ride this storm. Right. What are some what are some of those practices? Because I I hope everybody can hear my enthusiasm to talk to you because you're the most charismatic, positive, energetic person I've ever met. And that's why oh. I love you because I, I would like like a vampire, I would like your blood so I could have some of that <laughs> charisma. Um and I think people listening right now can hear that within you. But what are some yeah. for those of us that kinda like we sleepwalk and we gotta be reminded yeah. of our purpose, what are some of those exercises that you help the schools with? Well, first of all, let me just put a little disclaimer on that. You know, since this pandemic I have and I just like to be so real and transparent that I've had to really do I'm, I'm basically living out the practices that I tell everyone to do we have to it's yeah. been hard for me I yeah. am not like you know I am not riding above this I am going through it and I'm rising above it because of these practices yep so the first one is number one establish a daily practice what are you doing every single day that's consistent every single day to check in with yourself. A lot of people don't think about what they're thinking about, right? They just kind of go throughout the day. Cruise and control. They don't, right, because they have no, they have nothing that stops them to go, okay, let me dial this back and let me see what's going on in my day. So I always say, get up, set some time every single day, same time every day. When you say get up, you get up. And I prefer in the morning time. Right. And in that morning time, you have a set of rituals that you do. Right. First of all, you're waking up. The first thing you say, you think about what's good, what's new, what's good. And what are you grateful for? That's the first thing. What are you grateful for? If you start to kind of have that as a daily practice, you will start to like your life. <laughs> because if you start like, ah, I'm sorry, this is horrible, this, this weather, you know, you start thinking of the negative, you channel your thoughts into what's positive right away and say, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. For those of us who've known people who've had COVID or who've gone through health issues, you will say that more often, right? Because you see the devastation and you feel it firsthand. So establishing a daily practice, and what does that mean for Diana? That means getting up between 5.30 and 5.45. And that means me getting into my prayer time. Um, I read my Bible because I'm a, a Christ follower. I read my Bible. I read positive. Affir I do positive affirmations. Um, I do my journaling, and then I do yoga every single morning. You know, I get on my mat, and that's my time of surrender, and that allows me then to have my meditation time as well. Because in my yoga practice, there's no talking. That's the first thing that I highly suggest, and that could be. 10 minutes in the morning, that could be 30 minutes in the morning, or that could be 45, whatever. But then I want you to set your alarm during the day to check in with yourself. It's like a notification, right? 10 o'clock, two o'clock, something that comes, pops up, reminds you to pray. They have calm apps for that too, right? But that's gifts, it reminds you to check in with yourself. Say some positive affirmations. That's one, Eric, that's one. Should I go, should I keep going? Um. In a second. There's a lot. I know, I know. Um, I want to throw some some thoughts in as well because again, we're just having a conversation. This is why I yeah. said we, we're not going to, we can't do coffee, but we got to do podcasts. Yeah, and we're just treating we'll do this podcasts. Like, 
we're just treating this like we're having coffee and it happens to be recorded. Um, I'm going to throw some things at you because I completely agree with everything. And some people think, well, I can't do like when you get told to change a habit, you're like, you got to do it for for two or three weeks straight. And and it's usually like bigger, more physical things. But Mm -hmm. to what you said, if you just wake up and instead of going, instead just just don't sigh, Just just think, you know what? Just think, I'm gonna have a good day today. Just think it instead of sighing. And you know what? You do it for a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden, it's a little easier to get some of those yeah. those bigger, more physical things done. And it requires like little to no effort to go. I'm gonna have a good day today. Mm-hmm. Just taking because one, just taking one negative out. One thing, because see, your thoughts control your life, but you get to control your thoughts. That's the biggest point I try to make to people. What if you could just start there? Start thinking about what you're thinking about. And then ask yourself, do I really want to think about that right now? How about I think about this? And if the first thing when you wake up, you can say what you're grateful for, that'd be great. You know, um, there's a book called The Miracle Morning. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. So good. It just talks about your practice in the morning time. And that's one of them. You know, it's just to really check in with your thoughts. And this is also for people who are trying to work on becoming more emotionally intelligent, right? Emotional intelligence when the first step, and that's a book too. I got lots of books. Um, That's a great book for people to pick up because it talks about you becoming self-aware. And I think if while people are traveling through COVID and this pandemic, the anxiety is high, right? People's anxiety is off the roof. Why? Because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, what's going to happen next? Am I going to get it? I cough. What's this? Well, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to offend people. Oh, I want to make sure I have my mask on. There's so many thousands of thoughts going on. And if your thoughts control your life and you're not controlling your thoughts, what's happening? What's going on? People are really struggling. And that's the reason why, you know, and whatever you focus on expands, right? So if you're focusing on the negatives, that's what's going to, you're going to see more of that in your life. And some people just need to talk to somebody. Yeah, they you know, do. Some people really just need to get out and have a conversation. We're in deep isolation. And I know that you said you don't have to worry about like being around people. But, you <laughs> know, over, over time, that wears on even the best of us. Right. We I, need each other. Not for me, but I also know that like I'm yeah. the, the the decimal point percentage of people that doesn't. But no, you're right. Even people that say, I like to be alone. I'm an introvert. You're a thousand percent right. Even if it's just once a month for, for 30 minutes with a good friend who, yes. who, who you connect with mentally, like we did the first time we met, where they tap into your emotional intelligence. They tap right. into part of your energy that most other people don't. Go recharge with that person. Yes. Did you have you ever seen that um, TED Talk? Well, there's been several of them like this <laughs> about. Uh, uh, there's um, I can't think of her name, but she was talking about the leading cause of death for people. Um, and do you know know what the number one cause of death for people? Why people die early and so they not don't har- have long lives? Not not heart disease. We're talking something maybe no. more, more emotional, psychological. It is the lack of community. Yeah, yeah, we want to feel part of things. We're, yeah. It's it's in our nature. Like we want to procreate, we want to stay alive, and we're we're tribal beings. We want to be around others. Absolutely, and that when you take that, throw a pandemic in there, that's 
that's a recipe for a lot of people having lots of issues. Yeah. So you just can't discount that is that people, you know, I'm talking about changing your thoughts, but then I'm, then the second step is of course connection. Mm -hmm. People need to connect with people and have conversation, talk to people, create times where, you know, we all get zoom fatigue, right? But at least now folks can at least, well, they were in Ohio, right? Now we're moving into the fall and getting cold, but going to the parks, right? And just mm-hmm. meeting with people and, you know, finding ways to get outside and talk to people. But that community, that, you can't discount that. And so I, that's a huge, huge part of what people need to do in order to be able to, you know, rise above these circumstances. So yeah, those are, that, that life was like a little piece of me talking. And, you know, the feedback I got from that school some of them were like, I never, ever check in with myself. I, know, I don't have time. I don't do any of these kinds of things. This is the first time I've ever done that. I'm like shocked, you know, because everybody's busy, keep going, and they're not really taking that time. So um, that experience at Eden was awesome. I Good. It. I'm glad you're back in the game. How can back people, game, sort of. other than the website, how can people get more of you and have you a part of things, whether it's, uh, coming out to the school, which, which again, thankfully some of these activities are coming back or maybe in some virtual ways. How can people tap into what you've got to offer? Well, there's a couple things. One, if folks want me to speak at their school, they can go to risewithdiana.com. Of course, they can book me for an engagement or a speaking engagement and the like. Um, I haven't done a full virtual offering and haven't really been diving into that as much. Uh, if you are a professional woman, and you are in the school systems or organization or whatever that is, and you're looking for the opportunity to learn how you can better advocate for yourself and others, I have an amazing program. It's called riseadvocates.com. So you can go okay. to riseadvocates.com. So there's two ways, risewithdiana.com if you're a school, um, if you're an organization, go there. If you are a professional woman and you are looking for tools, methods, ways that you can learn how to, you know, be a better advocate uh, for yourself, which we all need that. We yep. all need folks who are standing up in a way that allows, and I love this Ruth uh, Gator, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, <laughs> if I get that right, quote, where she says, you know, lead in a way, advocate in a way so that other people follow you. Yeah. And that's what I like to help people do. So that's, of course, riseadvocates.com. Yeah. So, man, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm loving what I know how to do best, right? And that is, you know, helping people get through challenges and rising above that adversities and traumas. Um, and then, of course, being the social justice advocate that I am, you know, I, I'm really, you know, in tune with a lot of the social justice issues of today and trying to find ways that we can work through some of those challenges. So, it's good. It's good. It's been a hairy year. It's been a hectic time for sure. I mean, this was, I mean, we yeah. talked about so much stuff and that was before the pandemic and now we've had the, yeah. the hellacious year of this. So you're doing great things. I miss your face. When do you want to do coffee? Yeah. Well, when, whenever you want to do coffee, come okay. on. All right. I'll- All right. So are you, so this is, how long you've been doing it? You, you've been doing this podcast for a long time. Well, before, so the show, the morning show is gone. It was, yeah. it was displaced, but 
when that happened last time, I lost my job. Now it's just I, I moved to the afternoons. So okay. and, and before with the morning show, I just took everything that we did on the air and that was the podcast material. The mm-hmm. afternoon show is more music intensive. Um, okay. But I we so what's on the air is different from what's on the podcast. Like this won't be on the air. But we've really one of the good things. Well, so what? Uh, when we moved to the afternoons or I moved to the afternoons, it raised, I mean, people, people saw, and then it gave them the idea that, oh, there's a, there's a podcast. I can listen to this content. So it gave the podcast a nice bump and we've got so much more freedom here to just do this because I can say shit and it's PG 18 and we don't have to worry about, you know, we can go on forever. We don't have to worry about songs or commercials. Um, so I wanted to make sure that the podcast continued to, to build because I mean, that, that's where things will be. I'm not, I'm not dumb. I know it's happening in the world of media and fragmentation of audiences. Um, yeah. So that's that's why this is so here. Are, and what do you like talking about? <sighs> Batman, Every, Transformers, Batman. my dogs, <laughs> yeah. um, all the mental health stuff. Yeah. So uh, like on the, on the other side of this podcast, when we wrap up at a little later this afternoon, the health commissioner will be on. So I just mm-hmm. like to, I like talking about, you know, local things. Um, you know, there's been obviously a, a lot going on. Um, and it's not stuff that we could we could have done on the old morning show. It's certainly not on the afternoon show. Like you see the mommy high school thing with the uh, mm-hmm. the propaganda that's going on there. Like we talk about those yeah. things. And I yeah. have you know you're one of like you're a little more than arms length away, but you know the kind of people that I hang with, and I have my crew, and we do our we do the podcast, and we talk about all kinds of these things. Awesome. Well, I want to come back. No, you're not allowed back. No one's oh. like, that, like no. The question I've gotten most for the last for the last seven months now is, do you still go into the studio? And ever every day since the beginning, I've been allowed. And we can't have guests here, and a lot of the other staff has been sent home. But I've been, you know, fortunate enough to to be able to come in and still do my thing. Yeah, um, that's because so you're in the studio right now. Yep, sitting here oh. in the studio. But we can't have visitors. But I can. That's okay. I mean, I'm talking about like being in, on the podcast. We can talk a little bit about some other stuff. I got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Give me a, co- a couple more things because I have to get ready for the for the other show. So this is the t- but that's why I wanted to get you early. So what else? What else you want to talk about? Well, let's talk about yoga. Okay. Are you doing yoga? No. What are you doing for your physical health? I still do my gym thing, and. I, I hate running. I hate to God running, but I've decided to try to get 10, to try to walk 10,000 steps. And here's the adjustment that I made in the last, in the last week, instead of sitting at Panera, I joined the coffee yeah. club, $8 a month. Very good. It's, uh-huh. It feels weird to go in there and get something without paying for it. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of sitting there for a half an hour, 45 minutes, scrolling through stuff for, for content to talk about on the show, I drink my coffee, I'm out of there in 15 minutes, and then I get over to the gym and I just start scrolling away while I'm walking on the treadmill. Yes. I'm not worried there about I'm not worried about my physical stuff. I've just never been able to to do a bunch more with yoga. Not that I have no I have no aversion to it. I don't yeah. cast aspersions on it. It's just not my thing. So whenever it's my, not your thing. My my physical thing is is the gym. I caught up with a very good friend on the internet in the last eight months. Sadly she's vanished and I hope she's okay, but she has given me some ways to change my workout. So I'm all good mm-hmm. physically. Okay, good. That's all I'm gonna say. It's like if people make certain that they have something going on for their physical health, that's good. You don't have to do yoga. I just happen to like it. Yeah. So the other last thing I want to talk about is: Do you know that I'm on this community police relations committee? Good with the the thing the city just formed. Mm-hmm. Good. Yes. 
So that should be interesting on how we move through this process. And it's, um, it's pretty challenging. Let very me ask, challenging. Let me ask you this. This will be the, the one big thing and we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, yeah. If you, and this is a loaded question and it, it's hard to narrow it down to just one thing, but in the last five months of all the things that have been going on, what's mm-hmm. the one thing, what's the hallmark that you would like to have happen with policing for, in your opinion, for it to be better? For there's a direct open understanding of how the police relate to the public, right? That there's a, um, because there's all these different avenues of, of policing, right? Um, we don't want, I don't, I do not want to get rid of any police. I do want to make certain that we have good police. Yeah, defund right? defund um, the police has been used against the cause. I hate that phrase because it's so yeah. wrong. Yes, it's not the right phrase. Yeah. What is, what, because I know some amazing police officers. Okay, let's just keep this real. We need police. Yeah. Um, so, but what I do want to have happen is to increase, um, find a better way that we can communicate with one another. And, and especially in the communities that need it most. Um, and so that's what I'm hoping will come out of this is a better connection between the police and less and making certain that that if there is um, issues of racism within those areas that we find a way to get rid of that that we have policies procedure procedure and behavioral change that gets rid of that what's a way that you would like to see that happened. I've been a big fan and it didn't happen this summer for the obvious reasons. I was a big fan and I, I wanted to help the chief and everybody else out with the ice cream truck last uh-huh. summer. I mean, it's mm-hmm. such a like, like, why didn't I think of that idea? But it it uh-huh. was going to make some some waves and it was going to strengthen that community relation. I get it. If you're a you know, if you're an 11 year old black kid in 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 a, a, a lesser neighborhood and you've got a bad idea about police. It sounds ridiculous, but the, the policeman giving you some ice cream could be the first step onto a better relationship. What other steps mm-hmm. could police take to improve that relationship so there's more trust in those communities? Well, I think you really just have to hang out in those communities. Perfect. You know, I mean, to see a person in a police suit, you know, into a, a police uniform, you know, you, the first thing you don't want to do is have your own bias of what that means, right? So in order to mitigate that bias, you got to kind of be seen in a different light more often than you are the other, right? So I think that there's an opportunity for police officers to, you know, the, as you said, the ice cream shop is one, but, you know, find ways to, you know, talk to people in the community, go door to door say hello, maybe have some way that they can go to the various churches and, and, or community outreach centers that are in the community, in those areas. It's as simple as the ice cream thing. Just go talk to people. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they know, um, you're going to get the door slammed in your face you're going to get called some words, but don't let that deter you from continuing on because that's the way that we will improve these things. You're the best. I love you. This is a hard job though. I totally, your job, your job or the police job. Police jobs are hard. I yeah. mean, that's a hard job. So I'm not sitting here. I don't want to be a police officer. Right. For that very reason. So someone's got to do this job. And so I want to say that that's a difficult job. And I can't say that I understand all the ins and outs of it because that's a very courageous position to be in. 
Um, but I do know that we can find ways to come together and create opportunities for people can, you know, we don't, the tension's so high right now, you know, so that we can find ways that we can relate better to, with one another. We had a couple of the guys on because they were there. They got some extra money from some grant to hire more officers. And um, I have some friends who connected me with some people to talk about that, the TPD hire stuff. And I'm always big on the fact that they pay for you to go through the academy. There's some other uh, some other fees are waived. It's like 45 grand when you graduate the academy. You can make 60 something. It's good money. But I wanted to make sure that the the guys that were on who were white cops or very at the very least not not black or I don't think they were minority. I'm like, um, can you echo the sentiment or enhance on the sentiment? Is if you're a young black kid or woman in the, in the in the neighborhood, there's another way to be part of the solution. Join the force. Mm, yeah, so no, that's true, and I think that we're seeing that a little more in in Toledo. Um, um, so that's a positive. But yeah, so that's the other piece that's going on in my world um, right now. It's it's been a little rough going, and I'm you know, of course, I'm like, oh, but I am going to continue to figure this out and talk it through because. You know, most people just, you know, most people don't want to dive into challenging, complex topics. No one wants to talk about this kind of stuff. But the reason is that it's it's festering is because what you resist persists. And so, you know, that's what's going on. Very, 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 very last question. And yes, um, yes, yes. Did, how did you, what's your, what's your uh, strategy for voting? I, 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 I voted. Did you, uh, early okay. voting or yeah, how'd you do brother. it? Okay. I went out and uh, with my daughter, first time voting, and we stood in line. It was awesome. How long was the it line? Was her, 45 minutes or so. Okay. Probably 40, 45 minutes to 15 minutes. And I was going to mail in a ballot, and I was like, oh, no, I'm not mailing him a ballot. Do you hate, do you hate, <laughs> do you hate me for, I, now I took it to the post office counter. Do you hate me for doing mail in? No, not at all. I just okay. wasn't for me. I'm like, just get the vote in. Vote. Right. People just need to vote. I just was like, my daughter was here. It was her first, she's, she's at Ohio State. And she came home and I said, this is an opportunity for her to see the process, right? She's never done it before. And so, and the only reason why I was skeptical of the mail-in ballot was because I was skeptical of the mail-in ballot. But I, if I had to, I would mail it in. I would, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to it. We need to have just, I just want people to vote. But I took my daughter so that she could see what it was like. So she could actually go up to, you know, the voting Yep. Put the little thing in, you know, see what that's like. It's but it was of, weird and interesting because of COVID, right? So it was different. It's, uh, I remember as a little boy, the images stamped in my head. My dad went over to some local Redeemer church type place that we'd never go otherwise, uh, but that was our voting place. And it's one of those indelible memories that I often overlook because it wasn't like a Michael Jordan thing or a sports thing. It was voting, but I'm very glad that he did take me as a little boy to see that because maybe I will have felt differently at, about doing a civic duty as I got older if he if he didn't do that. So I'm glad you're, uh, did your daughter enjoy it? Oh my God, yeah, but you know what? She's so in tune with what's going on. She hard, and a whole bunch of other youth. Because not they're be. very They're very attuned to what's going on. And they, you know what I love? They know why voting is important. I mean, you had your dad. I didn't have that. I didn't have that. I mean, I knew voting was important, but like I really wasn't as close to it as I as I have grown to be. But it's so important. But the youth of today, because they were leading protests there in the summertime. I mean, all of my daughter's friends were leading protests. All of them. They were all leading it. Um, and so they're very much so aware. Um, and, you know, young people, 
they have that little activist button, but she's so aware of what's going on. And, and especially as a young girl, a young woman, and why it's important for her to vote. And the woman representing, you know, people in um, the democracy today, you know, in voting. And we're seeing people run for office like we've never seen that before. So that's mm-hmm. really cool. That's really cool. I yeah. will uh, I will text you for coffee. Tell your husband he is, I am not a threat to him and to your relationship. I, I, I love, Dude, I, I love more your energy and charisma than the person. Not that I wouldn't love the person. It's the energy <laughs> and so charisma. So. Well, you know what? Energy is everything, right? For real. For real. Yeah, um, for I real. will, I will talk to you soon. Keep an eye on your phone okay. and I will, right. uh, I'll let you know when this gets up and posted. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks All for right. having me. Have love a great you. afternoon. Bye. Okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Good to chat with you. Thanks for hopping on. Um, let me make sure, you. let me make sure I say this right. Eric Skijinski, right? Oh, really good. <laughs> uh, Maj helped me out with that one. I wanted to make sure I, I figure after you doing this now for, uh, for, for seven months, I could, I could at least say the, the long last name right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, uh, we'll, we'll start with that. When we, when we last chatted, I guess back in April or so, yeah. um, were, you, uh, were you thinking that you would still be in such demand all these months later? I had no idea that I would ever be this popular for this long. <laughs> for, for real. Um, where, where are we right now? I mean, I think we're all seeing the same COVID stories. People are back in school. Uh, cold weather's coming. Some cases are going up. And I'll, I'll ask you about one D word in a second, but give me a snapshot of where we are. So, uh, you know, if you would have asked me two weeks ago how we were doing, I would have said not too bad. Um, but over the last couple of weeks, we've, we've seen this uptick in cases and concerns um and you know we're we're not seeing any plateauing we continue to see rising cases much like the rest of the state um so it is a concern and the the more concerning fact is that you know we're we're moving into the colder weather we're going to be more cooped up and so these it's all going to add to the problems that we we now have at this very moment is there any one reason why why things are going back up you would see you would think that it's it's mostly to do with schools but i haven't really read anything that points the finger at that well, uh, again, um, we're we're starting to see some issues with schools, but we're still not seeing the transmission from student to student inside of a classroom. We're right. seeing extracurricular activities, you know, sporting events, things of that nature. Rec rec sports right now are having a, a real impact in what we're we're seeing with quarantine issues. Um, you know that the gatherings at home. Uh, both for you know school age children, but also then too for us adults, where you know we're wearing a mask out at Home Depot, but we get home and we go to the backyard barbecue and we kind of forget about you know those precautions. So those things are adding to our issues inside of Lucas County. So it's just a little bit of everything. Yeah, you know, um, again, it, it's the it's the nature of this disease. Uh, it begins to take a hold, and next thing you know. You know, you, 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 you have increasing cases and then you have increased issues uh, that go with those cases. Um, one of the gatherings that will be coming up, well, hopefully in, in, in about a month now, I was kind of thinking about Halloween back in August. Some people have gotten creative with how they're going to do trick-or-treating and drive-bys and stuff. So I want to jump ahead. Any And I'm guessing your answer just might be no. Any <laughs> suggestions for how the heck we people handle Thanksgiving? 
Um, you know, uh, again, we we gather as family units, um, you know, the immediate family unit, and that, that works okay because you know that, you know, uh, mom and dad and, you know, sisters and brothers, they're, you know, they're, they're not probably exposed or infectious, but then you ask aunt, you know, aunt May over and uncle Jim and, you know, the, the next door neighbor, and ne next thing you know, you're adding to the possibility of infections and exposures. So again, uh, caution caution us for having very large gatherings uh the the thing that i think my family is going to do unfortunately is we're, we're going to again keep that family unit together that initial family unit um and we're probably not going to have you know the the, the big gathering that we all love to do on thanksgiving if you're planning to do some sort of gathering be just you're going to have to be very careful in who we're asking over um how we're you know how we're actually interacting with each other i mean you know there's there's no there's no good way to have that home dinner probably unless you have a very large basement where you can get everybody kind of spread out um so it, it's going to be a real uphill climb when we start looking at thanksgiving and how, and how do we how do we actually have that holiday um it's probably not going to look the same as we have in the past would it be a good idea or a terrible idea? I know, well, actually, there are no, what I've uh, stressed over these last six months, like, chill out a little bit because there are no good answers for a no. lot of these. It's like we're deciding, do you want to be kicked in the head or kicked in the ribs? It's it's a problem that we work through. Would it be a good idea or a bad idea, a terrible idea, to maybe do Thanksgiving at a restaurant? Well, again, you know, if you think if you think about that, if the restaurants are operating properly, um, you know, that might not be that, you know, that bad of an idea. Um, but, uh, but again, I would I would caution us as the holiday approaches what we are going to accept for our families. Um, you know, again, we go back to the, the disease and how it affects individuals that younger population, um, you know, thankfully, we're not seeing significant concerns with with the disease and how it affects them uh, however you we know as we go up in age uh, those age groups we do see issues with those age groups whether that be more severe symptoms having to go to the hospital and unfortunately we know that those fatalities uh, really come from those those older age groups predominantly those older age groups with the understanding that we do have you know fatalities uh, within other age groups as well too but again the 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 real concern is those those older individuals as well as those immunocompromised so or do we want to bring in, do we want to bring grandma grandpa over and you know again you know expose them uh you know do we want to you know again go to a, a thanksgiving party and then go home to you know mom and dad who might be a little bit older you know again these are all things that we as individuals have to think about before we do things can always make it an excuse to not invite the crazy aunt or uncle over, and uh, that's always a good thing. There's always somebody at our Thanksgiving dinner that irritates everybody. <laughs> True story. Um, I, I, said, I mentioned I wanted to ask you about a D word, and this was a red flag for me, and not that I'm real concerned about it because I'm, I'm thankful, and I, I applaud what you guys um, have done here um, regionally and also the governor statewide. I think it was you in a Blade article the other day talked about a word directives. I think somebody was careful not to say mandates or orders and we're using directives now. If we get closer to purple here in Lucas County, what could that maybe entail? 
you know, uh, again, uh, you kind of heard the governor um, talk a little bit about that. I do believe uh, Tuesday, yesterday uh, about, you know, again, as things get a little bit more intense, there's the possibility of curtailing activities, whether that's, you know, getting schools to maybe go virtual, which could be an option. Um, you know, uh, looking at um, other mass gatherings that maybe, you know, shouldn't be going on. Uh, you know, we're we're not fully open like we were, you know, a year ago, but, you know, we have we have stores open. We have, you know, bars and restaurants, even though they probably want to be open longer and later. I understand that. But we, we have these things going on and they add they can add to a uh, to an increase in cases when you have significant cases inside the community. I think that's that's the issue here is that as we go up in cases in the community, you know, these things that we're doing, whether we're going to the bar, we're going to the backyard barbecue, we're, we're you know, going to school full time, you know, you're, you're taking the, the, the increased chance of taking the, the disease from the community into those, into those entities, organizations, those facilities, and then spreading that to other individuals. So, you know, when cases are low, you can do more things. You know, it makes sense. You know, with, if we were yellow or even orange, you know, you would be less concerned. But now when you when you get to red and or, you know, hopefully not purple, you know, you, you now have to take other things into consideration. And again, um, kind of to get back to your, your question, it, it could be looking at schools. Um, it, you know, it could be, again, looking at some, some of those mass gatherings that maybe we don't need to have. Um, but uh, again, it, it's all scenario driven. Sure. Yeah, I get it. It's a, it's a day by thing, a day by day thing. Um, yeah. I, I applaud you for your patience during all this. And I guess I could have asked my, my buddy Maj if at any point you've got, gone into your office, closed the door and just yelled all kinds of F-bombs. Because um, I would. I mean, I, I just shake my head. But you've got to rise above all that stuff. What's maybe personally and professionally most been most disappointing Um with all this. I know that I just kind of shake my head when I look over and see somebody wearing a mask and their nose is sticking out. Like we, we've been doing this for months now. Like, you know, you got to wear it over that. What's disappointed you? You know, I, I think what's disappointed me is um, some, some, again, it's a very small segment of our population in Lucas County, but you know, they, they don't listen to kind of what we have to say about, let's say quarantine, you need to stay at home. Well, there's, there's been issues where people have been, been quarantined and went out, um, not knowing that they were asymptomatic sick. And then next thing you know, we're having that individual expose somebody else and, and again infect somebody with the, the disease um and i think too you know the, the mask wearing i hate wearing a mask i really do but i i do it because i i know that it works but it's not the only thing and when i hear people oh you know i don't i don't you know i don't wear i don't want to wear a mask or i want to wear a mask that's you know if you want to wear the mask wear it but don't remember it's not the only thing that's going to protect you or other individuals it's wearing the face covering it's staying away from people it's washing your hands it's staying home when you're sick when you're actually you know are, are getting tested for covid you probably don't want to go out until you get that test back so those are the things that we need to 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 understand and then kind of that drive me drive me to just kind of shake my head and go i i wish you know i wish people would just look at it a little bit differently than they are um i think personally i think the thing that 
I guess has has hit me the most is you know and again I'm I'm just stating it, it is my family and you know for the first couple months like anybody who was responding and you know we got doctors and nurses and other first responders that didn't see their families but I'm in that same boat there, there's I, I lost a lot of uh, I guess family time um, and and again that's that's personally kind of my my you know my thing that I'll never get back and just like a lot of us though so I'm not the only one in that boat sure um give me some clarification on this if you can i I, i'm happy that maybe since august there has been no news and we've been able to remove some of the word it's a novel virus like this was such uncharted territory that's why i get a lot of people were were skeptical about orders coming down from all, all kinds of leadership mask on mask off it helps it doesn't help but it seems like we've kind of plateaued with new information about the virus and personally i've been going about things i read a, a really good article and not from some weird news source i really it's from the atlantic and they talked about um the premise of hygiene theater um, like over cleaning everything and I am I right or wrong that this thing is mostly transmitted with with the droplets not necessarily high touch surfaces uh, and you are right in that not to say that a surface could not infect you uh, so let me just give you a, a real quick uh, story here so if I was sick and I was coughing on a surface and you immediately came back uh, after me and touched that surface and touched your face, touched your eyes, that there isn't that increased risk of you, again, getting this disease. Or if I'm coughing, you know, in your face, you have that increased uh, risk of getting the, the virus. We know now that a lot of this is, you know, just from droplet spread. That's that's the main that's the main route that um, people get sick from or exposed. You know, there is some conversation about, you know, maybe it's aerosolized a little bit, um, but let's just focus on the droplets. Yeah. That's that's why we look at, you know, wearing a face covering because it does catch those droplets. If you're sneezing or coughing into that mask, it's going to stop some of that, not going to stop everything. Um, but also then too, um, you know, if, even if I'm breathing, that is that has the ability to if I'm if I have virus, actually expel that out and if you're in that vicinity, you have the ability to be exposed. So that's 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 kind of the, it in a nutshell. Yeah, I, I think about it all the time when I'm I'm yeah. at the gym and I see people like like I'm like wow you were really going you were cleaning that thing like this is your house like <laughs> I mean I appreciate that but yeah um the high touch thing is not as dangerous as your loud mouth or breathing um a personal story if I may um I went to the movies at the end of August and I have been I, I had no hesitation to do it and I'd go to the movies anyway it was in the middle of the afternoon on Wednesday nobody was ever there but it's kind of baffled me in the sense that yes you could be in a crowded a crowded movie theater but as long as people are doing what they should be doing at the movies keeping your mouth shut it's an experience that maybe more people could, could enjoy and I know that I'm in the extreme minority of thinking like that because movies movie theaters have been one of the places that really struggled during all of this you know, um, unfortunately, we have to live with this virus right now. Yeah. And, you know, uh, here, here's my story. Um, you know, I've, I've gone into a restaurant or bar and, you know, looked in there and I said, nope, I'm not going in. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go find someplace else that doesn't have so many people. So, again, you make those decisions. You went to the movies, you know, and you probably went in there. That, not many people sitting there. You went in the afternoon. Um, so you, you use some logic and common sense to, again, be in the environment with the virus. Um, the, the problem that we see is that 
people then, for whatever reason, lose sight of, let me go into this really crowded facility and stand around for an hour without any protection, without any social distancing, and, you know, I, I, you know, I, I want to do that. Well, you're you're increasing your risk of, of getting infected. Um, you've increased the risk if you are infected to expose somebody. Um, and, and so again, that's why we put these, these, these concepts, these ideas, these procedures, these protocols, the criteria out to stay, you know, stay six foot away from people, wear a face covering, you know, um, do the things we've, we've kind of discussed for so many months now, and that limits or reduces the the risk to you or to others it's not gonna it's not gonna make it zero you know people come up to me and say well you know I'm not gonna wear a mask because you know it, it, it you it, I could still get infected well, well yes but you've taken you've taken that risk of you know being in an upper level risk you've now reduced that to a lower level risk for yourself so I, I've that's tough. repeatedly it's unfortunate but this is what it is and it's like this with a lot of things and people can't make the analogy or comparisons like you can do we can do everything right as safe as possible and you can still get it, it, it it's but to your point wear the masks feet away it's like it's very likely you're going to be in a car accident if you're doing 130 miles an hour if you're obeying the speed limit and paying attention it's a lot less likely it's not zero you'll you won't have a car accident but it's a lot less likely that that's that's the excellent analogy excellent yeah. and I, I i think back and i think you're a little bit older than me but i grew up in in the the uh i was in school in the late 80s early 90s so i got the aids and hiv thing pounded into my head um, it was sex education and, and, you know, I got the talking to, I learned how dangerous that, that was. And I saw somebody the other day write something up about, don't be like trusting other people is not good right now because we, we, you just don't know if you have it. That's why this has been so problematic. And it's almost like I've taken everything I've learned about STDs when I was a teenager and we apply it now. Like you want to trust people, but you just don't know. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what I've said all along. And, you know, I'll keep on repeating it. You go out and you go about, you got to think everybody around you has COVID. Yeah. Whether they're wearing a face covering, not wearing a face covering. And you need to protect yourself because if you protect yourself, then you protect your family. Um, and then as we protect our family, we, we protect our neighborhood, we protect our community, we protect our state. So and that cascading effect really does help us fight COVID. Again, you know, I, I hear people say, well, you know, COVID's not that big of a deal. Yes, for some of us, it will not be a big deal. Um, you know, I have friends where they got sick, got a headache, got a little bit of fever, a couple of days we were fine. Uh, their, uh, their wife or their husband never got sick. Um, but then I, I know individuals, matter of fact, I have a family member right now who's in the hospital on a vent. Um, so uh, again, it, it, it can impact you negatively. You just never know. So when you tell me hey, it's not a big deal, it may not be a big deal for you and I, but it's a big deal for other individuals. Yeah. I, if you want to talk about uh, the mask things and other protective measures, I guess the one personally that's bugged me is people haven't been able to wrap their head around. I get it. You're, you're very safe. Your kids are very safe, but like your neighbor's grandparent, like you could conceivably kill them. They're the one at risk and people can't seem to wrap their, their head around that. Yeah, yeah. You know, th that, but then, you know, the, I remember way back when we started talking about it at the, the beginning of the year, it seems like so long ago. <laughs> yes. Um, the, 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 the idea here was not to inundate our, our medical facilities, our hospitals. And, and I, I go back to that. Look at what's happening in some other states right now. They've inundated their medical, their, their medical professionals, their hospitals, 
They're, you know, the doctors are, you know, fighting to keep people alive. Um, and I, 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 don't know why sometimes we can't visualize that. That that's another reason why we want to keep COVID at bay, because we want to be able to take care of the flu patients. We want to be able to take care of the heart attack patients to make sure that they live. Because if we start inundating our hospitals with COVID, we're going to have a harder time fighting for the flu patient or that individual who might have been saved who had that heart attack now doesn't have the resources or can't get it. Whatever it might be, we need to protect our hospitals. They're doing a really great job, and right now the number. Are, are not indicative of other you know other states and the issues they're having doesn't mean that it can't happen to us you uh you brought me to another question that i had prepared for all this there has been good news amid all of this i know that the death rate is down um testing is is readily available i was out a couple of weeks ago i went out and and did, did something social that i hadn't done through all this and uh my insurance now covered my my test in the lab for it because i figured it was the responsible thing to do and i was all clear um so the pop-up locations are everywhere. Yeah. I'm always talking about on the show. Hey, pop up here. Here's where you can get free testing. Um, could we conceivably hear again as we get into flu season, we can't overwhelm our healthcare facilities? How much of a danger is that? How aware people need to be of that? Um, well, l- let me let me start off by saying, you know, I have uh, several conversations a week with different governmental officials and, and different response individuals, and we're talking about that very thing. Um, and I've I've mentioned that pretty much every time that I can when I'm on with you know somebody like you from the media. Uh, so you're going to hear more and more about that um, right. as we as we go into flu season, and we're probably going to be able to show it too. Uh, you know, we'll be able to say that, you know, X hospital has these many issues. And so um, we're, we're going to be able to, to actually document that to show the community that, you know, these are the things that we're combating. Um, you know, pop up testing. T- testing is truly important. But again, it's not the end all to be all. You know, when you test positive, there are still things that you have to do to protect your family, but then to protect the community. And that means stay at home when you're sick, stay at home when you're positive. You know, you know, I know 10 days or that 14 days for quarantine, uh, 10 days if you, you know, pretty much if you're, you know, sick, uh, you gotta run that 10 day course or a little bit longer depending on if you still have a fever that 10th day that 14 day for quarantine, but it is really important to do that. And I, I went through that quarantine period because of the issues we had here at the health department. It's not fun, but it's something that we have to do. Yeah. And I understand I'm, I'm sympathetic to people who, who say, well, I, I can only do five days. I have to get back to work. And I, I just hope yeah. that people's employers will work with them. And I get it. We, we, we live in a world even before all this, that we really, we're pretty myopic. We see what's in front of us because the world moves fast. Yeah. But there are some, some, there could be some pretty awful collateral damage if you go back too soon, and it may or may not affect you personally. So, and that's that's why, like I said, it's a it's a pandemic, not a fun demic. Oh, true um, story. I have two last questions for yep, you. Go ahead. Can you I, a friend of mine who works for a big healthcare provider gave me some insight on some vaccine thing, and he, he my eye my eyebrows raised when he said it could be two shots, which I guess. Could, could prevent some people or turn them off. Can you give me any insight that you might have yeah. about vaccine stuff down the pike? Uh, again, I, I think the initial vaccination process will be a, 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 t- a two vaccination, so a two shot, if you would. Um, you know, 
H1N1 was was like that. Uh, you know, we, we have we have other uh, vaccinations that are like that as well. You know, series of shots. Um, I would not, I would hope that uh, again that doesn't that doesn't affect people's you know uh, want or ability to get out and, and get that uh, get the vaccination. Um, you know, I, I think the bigger issue, uh, at least from my point of view, is you know the the idea is it safe? You know, has it gone through the trialing process enough? You know, can we actually take it without having you know severe ramifications um you know as we go through the next couple of weeks to months you know they're, they're going to be still continuing the trials um i'm very confident once you know the the experts that we have because we have some great medical minds out there and scientists and researchers uh, when they say it's safe it, it is going to be safe and um i'm i'm not worried about getting it um my family's going to get it uh but again, you know, I'm going to want to see that process actually play out to make sure that, again, um, I'm as confident as possible so that I can tell the, the community, yes, it is as safe as possible. You can uh, sign me up for that as well. Uh, and uh, I'm not any kind of conspiracy theorist. Those people, we can't help them. <laughs> it's, but I'll, you can you can inject me with this thing. I'm ready to go because if it gets cleared by some of these these government agencies and whoever else, I'm I'm good to go. Last question. It's the fun sure. one. You probably haven't been able to make it to Gettysburg. Have you taken any kind of vacation? Have you had three consecutive days off since March? No, I, I haven't. I haven't had one consecutive day off. I can imagine. <laughs> Which is I, okay. It's okay. I, I can imagine. Um, so what, then I'll, I'll go a step further with that. When you've been busy and overwhelmed and in your office cursing at all kinds of craziness and why can't people just listen and blah, 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 have you closed your eyes for a second and thought, man, I wish I was doing blank or I wish I was here? Yeah, you know, I have done that. No, and, and I think everybody, you know, who, who goes through something like we're going through needs to just do that and just reflect on, you know, on life itself. And, and I, I, again, I reflect back on my family. So, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I wasn't, I, I wish I didn't have to deal with this outbreak or this issue or whatever it was. You know, I wish I was with family. It's just, you know, just sitting out on the back porch and, you know, you know having a burger and, you know, enjoying life or, you know, going out for a, a walk in the woods with the family. So, I, again, I do do that. I do. Yeah, do that. Good. Well, I hope uh, you can do less talking to us, talking media types, and get back to, your, <laughs> get back to the boring day to day monotony of health department stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, again, that's the other thing, too. We, we, Lucas County is a great community, um, and we have we have you know we're we're lucky here for a number of reasons, but we still have health issues that we need to tackle, and um, we will be tackling those as a community. Uh, we have this huge thing in front of us, which is COVID still, and it gets in the way a lot of times. But we still have to to vaccinate kids. We still have to make sure that you know people who don't want to smoke anymore stop smoking. So we, we still are doing those programs. But I, I will long for the I long for the day where we can talk about getting kids vaccinated and how important it is talk about you know exercising more talking about those like you said those mundane public health <laughs> things which are so important to the community but again it's something we need to get back to yeah um well good to chat with you again hopefully good to chat with you uh, i would have uh, i would have tracked you down one way or another but i have uh, i have indoctrinated maj into my little good uh, mental health group <laughs> of avengers and, and she's one of my people now so yeah she's good she's a good lady Thanks very very much so. for, for working your ass off for all this and uh, i wish i could say that we could see the end and i would never ask you to say that but thanks for for all that you're doing and Thank you. uh we'll talk soon talk soon thank Take you bye-bye be safe bye-bye